Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Lord, this is your precious word, which you have lovingly given to us, that we might walk with you and serve you. And so we ask, Lord, that you would listen, that we would listen to you and seek your grace to be doers of the word for your glory and to come to your table with right hearts. For we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Well, last week we heard an overview of Second Thessalonians. And this passage is one of several blessings, actually, in the letter to the Thessalonians, the second letter. And uh, maybe we'll do another one next week, uh, by his grace. But um, this passage uh, begins, as many or most of the blessings do in Scripture, by telling us of the source of the all true blessings, uh, the a character of the God who is blessing us. And it begins in verse 16, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, so this is whom we are addressing this morning, who we are uh, asking to bless us, so we can pray to our God, our Father, in the name of Jesus, our mediator, and to him, to the Lord Jesus also, and we pray through, and we can pray to the Holy Spirit. All blessings are Trinitarian, even when each person of the Trinity is not specifically mentioned. They are still, it is still a Trinitarian blessing. His blessings are from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Lord God, Jehovah. And then it tells us here more of the blessings that we've already received by grace in Jesus Christ. First of all, it says that we are loved by the Lord Jesus himself, with emphasis, and by our God and Father. Nothing dear brothers and sisters, can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Matthew Henry said this, the love of God is the spring and the fountain of all the good we have. The hope for our election, justification, and salvation are all owing to the love of God in Christ Jesus. Well, secondly here, or another blessing we have already been given, it says, is eternal consolation. And consolation is uh, also in many scriptures the word comfort. So we're talking about the comfort of God. So this consolation, nothing can take this comfort from us. He will encourage us and comfort us now, each day, and our loving Heavenly Father will do so throughout eternity. So we can rejoice in his comfort from now. Family of God, comfort your hearts with this promise from the Lord Jesus. This is from John 14. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Rejoice in the comfort that he gives in promises like that. His peace enables you to not let your heart be troubled. You can choose that, to not let it be afraid, because of the comfort that the Lord Jesus gives us. If your heart is now troubled, if your heart is now afraid, seek the Lord of peace and claim this promise. This amazing gift of peace that he has offered, which is way different, of course, than the world's peace. This is by the Spirit of the living God. And then the third blessing that we've already been given, uh, that this passage tells us we have from the Lord now, is that we have been given good hope. And this is an eternal hope. 
that nothing, again, can shake. Paul in Romans 5 connects the love of God and hope in this way. He said, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Praise God. Praise God that our Lord Jesus himself and our God and Father has loved us, has given us comfort, eternal comfort, and then this good hope. But now in the actual prayer that we are praying this morning, that I will be praying for you this morning, the actual prayer for blessing that we are asking of the Lord of blessings is, uh, begins in verse 16. The verb begins in verse 16, may. May the Lord comfort, two things, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. So first, may the Lord establish you in every good word. In other words, may you be strengthened. That word strengthened, established, means strengthened. So what I will be asking the Lord for you, brothers and sisters, is that you will be strengthened that his word, which is the word of truth, would prosper and go forth through you for his glory. We are all stewards of, of his revelation of this gospel that we have, the message of hope in Christ alone. We are stewards of that. May he give us uh, strength to, to give that. And then it says, and may he strengthen the work of your hands. So the word of your, the word of your mouth and the work of your hands, your works of righteousness, in other words, your labor done in his name, which will never be in vain. So dear saints, beloved brethren, please speak and please work, remembering the wonderful promise at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Indeed, may we here abound in the work of the Lord and give him all glory for this work we are able to do by his grace because he, established, uh, he is establishing us and he establishes us and strengthens us to do this work. Moses concluded his prayer in Psalm 90 this way, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. May it be so. And praise God, he gives us faith then to believe our good word and our good work in him will not be in vain. It will never be in vain. So no matter how simple you feel your speaking is sometimes, how weak and simple maybe may appear to the world, the Lord is not limited, brothers and sisters, to use it in his mighty way for his glory, to exalt his name and to build his kingdom. No work done in his name for his glory by his power can ever be in vain. And to think otherwise, in other words, to speak or to act without this faith in this promise is to speak or work in the flesh for our glory. May it not be so here. And so we should cry out, not unto us, not unto me, Lord, but to your name, give glory. And so as we partake by grace at his table now, I will begin my prayer to the Lord of love and comfort by speaking this blessing to you. And so I urge you to receive this as a gift of faith from the Lord Jesus. As many of you do now physically, you are showing that you are receiving it in this way. You're receiving it by faith. And as I hold my hands up to give you this blessing, Brothers and sisters, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace comfort your hearts 
and establish you in every good word and work. Let's pray. Lord, we do come to your table and we rejoice that we can do so. And we come to praise you as the Lord who blesses your people out of your great and your eternal love for us. And Lord, we worship you as the God of love and comfort, which we know through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross for us. Oh Lord, strengthen us through the grace we receive in this communion with you, that our words and our work would glorify you. For we ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.